The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. from her closet high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, Leanne Philipson. Do you think that there is one food that does it all? You know, the things that us nutritionists that we talk about, that, that it gives you energy, that it gives you vitamins, minerals, fiber, antioxidants, phytonutrients, polyphenols, fats, prebiotics, probiotics, that it will prevent disease, the pain, and make you impervious to viruses? Or is the claim of superfood all marketing hype to get you to part with your hard-earned dollars to buy the most expensive, I don't know, berries or the latest product that's going to give you it all? Superfood is a term that according to harvard.edu may have come from the United Fruit Company for their advertising campaign in the early 20th century, somewhere like around World War I, to promote its major import of bananas. <laughs> it was a really practical campaign that they did, touting the benefits of bananas being cheap, nutritious, easily digested. They're available everywhere. They're good when they're cooked or when they're not. And they're sealed by nature in a germ-proof package. Well, I kind of think that sounds true enough. So they weren't really far off there. But nowadays, the use of marketing behind superfoods can be like a dangling, organic, biodynamic, picked under the full moon and at the peak of freshness option for those who are health conscious and want the holy elixir of health. But what on earth is a superfood anyway? Is there some sort of category out there like this checklist that has all the boxes ticked to get superfood status? According to the dictionary, a superfood is, in inverted commas, a food such as salmon, broccoli, or blueberries that's rich in compounds like antioxidants, fiber, or fatty acid considered beneficial to a person's health. In my world, that could speak to just about anything that isn't processed or doesn't come in a package. Maybe that's it. All fresh produce should be called a superfood. Or is there more to a superfood? Does it actually offer more nutritional value than another? And what is it? Does it need to be loaded up on your plate to have a healthy and disease-free life? I kind of think that's maybe what we all want. I don't know. Today on Eat This with Leanne, superfoods. Are they all marketing hype or is there some truth to what these super duper foods have to offer? And because I couldn't resist, I'll share three categories and one specific food that I'd put in my shopping basket and that I think that you need to too. Now, if I just put my teeth back in, I'll be able to say all the words properly. (laughs) You, You had a trouble saying food. Somehow, yeah, somehow the word polyphenol <laughs> fell out fine, but food didn't work. Oh, sometimes I have to use that pronouncer thing because of all the different stuff. And then I'm like, you know what? If I need to use that, I'm not putting it in. Right, right. So you, can't, you, don't, you don't pick up a banana, look at the ingredient list and find polyphenols. 
right? It just says banana. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's it. All right. right there is a superfood. There we go. We can shut this shop down right now. <laughs> and done. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into superfoods, I want to introduce my super producer, Chris Cant. <laughs> if this is your first foray into podcast listening or even to eat this with Leanne, you may hear a laugh every now and then. It's just, just maybe a little deeper than mine or even like a heckle or two. They come out sometime. Well, that's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they do. <laughs> Once, not so long ago, Pre-COVID, we sat in a studio on the floor of a CTV building on the News Talk 1010 studio in downtown Toronto. And now I'm in my clothes closet of my condo that a friend actually told me is now called a clothis. Who knew? And, <laughs> and Chris. Good. That's good. I, like I know. That. I like that, right? right? Yeah. And Chris, well, he's in his bathroom studio. So, you know, it's a multi-purpose area. <laughs> and while Chris is like, he's like at about an hour away from me because right. we're on Zoom, it doesn't feel so bad. It's not the same, but still we have an absolute hoot. And I'm grateful because Chris pipes up when I say something that he doesn't quite get. And I find that super helpful <laughs> for both you and I, because I think that he asks the questions that you likely would if you could talk back and ask yourself. Or they're a lot smarter than me and never, ever go, I don't get it. <laughs> nah. No, everybody, even when I say like polyphenol, it's like, huh, what's that? And I, of course, your brain could just stop there and go, I'm not going to listen to the rest because I need to know what that is. That's the kind of thing that you do. You ask me those questions so I can explain further. Because sometimes it's not that I assume that everybody knows everything, but those terms have been in my world. So... I understand them, but that's because that's this is my area of expertise. But that's not what everybody's listening. You know, not everybody knows all of these things. So I so appreciate when when you do that, Chris. Well, you're like my so. own personal Siri, right? I don't have to Google nothing. I just ask you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to spell polyphenol at this point. So Okay, next episode, polyphenols, <laughs> just for Chris. Oh, stop. Seriously, stop. You are killing me. <laughs> all right, back to it. Superfoods to me are those that have more powerful impact nutritionally. So they have more nutrition value than others. So they have more nutrients, yes, but it's also uh, like a wider profile of nutrients than other foods. Every mouthful that you have packs more of a nutrition punch. They're typically more colorful foods. So think of like a sweet potato versus a white potato. And the difference there has a lot to do with the antioxidants that are potent plant chemicals that prevent or delay cell damage by free radicals. Now, what are free radicals? Okay, well, those are the molecules. They're, they're unpaired electrons. So basically, they just rob your cells of being complete, and they end up causing damage and contributing to disease. Superfoods would offer more of what we need, as well as the plant version of the actual antioxidant nutrients, which are vitamins A, C, E, zinc, and selenium, and phyto or plant nutrients like the carotenoids that are found in the yellow, the orange, and the red fruits and vegetables. Now, I mentioned these in episode 40 when I talked about eye health and, and night blindness. So we have a whole bunch of them, and there's one called also called lycopene that gives the red color to our tomatoes, to our watermelon, and our pink grapefruit, and those are best known actually for prostate health. So men, listen up to that one. 
And another popular one, which is called resveratrol. That's found in grapes, purple grape juice, and red wine. And it acts as a really powerful antioxidant and is super anti-inflammatory. So when you hear that someone says, oh yeah, red wine's good for you, it's because of that resveratrol. I know what it'll feel like when I stop, so I'm just gonna stay a little drunk. So what do you think? Do these sounds like the foods are going over and above to provide extra nutrient value? Well, I could have made this episode all about antioxidants because there are so many of them. But what I really wanna get to here is to call out the pull the wool over your eyes aspect of superfoods, as well as call attention to those foods that offer the most value and impact to the health of you and your families. Superfoods, skeptics, well, they're all out there. And as much as there are superfood followers, there are people that are like, huh, what? No, I see through this and this is absolute garbage. So I put a post on social media asking people what they thought. You know, what is it that you think of when you hear the term superfood? Let's see what the end social media has to say. The first reply from someone who's also in the food industry, from Andrea, she said simply, marketing. I thought that was really quite well summed up, even though there's like 66 comments now with my replies. <laughs> and then Charlie, she went on to say that she agreed. And it's an over-obsession of food, creating a distorted view of how to eat healthy. And that is some way, in some way, complicated. So I really thought, okay, yeah, we're just making eating so much more complicated because, you know, if you don't have the superfoods on the plate, then maybe you're not doing such a great job. And it just all gets really, really stressful. Heather, I loved her. She said something green or maybe it's fibrous. Uh, D, she went on to say she thinks it's a fad and a hype and a hundred percent marketing. The gentleman named Paul, I, he said something that uh, food that goes well with fine wine. Oh, that's <laughs> there, there's a there's a man after my own heart. Out of boy, Paul. <laughs> I know. And and there's also all sorts of comments like blueberries and chia seeds. That's the first thing that Shannon thinks of. Jennifer, she thinks of kale. Okay, so she's not far wrong. Uh, Jenna, she said chia, avocado and blueberries. Mm. And then also Ryan, he says marketing bullshit. (laughs) to get health nuts to buy a food that nobody would normally eat. So like Ryan's talking about kale here, right? So there's a really big difference. But I think what Kimé said, and she's been on the podcast before in the past, she said foods that are especially rich in nutrients or have an especially high health value, usually in more than one area of physical or mental health. I thought that was actually really well put. It would seem that my community, they're not all health nuts, just so you know. When I ask these questions, I actually put this on my personal community because my friends, they're following me not because I'm a nutritionist. Don't think that all these people that are giving us background and and some fodder for what I'm asking about, they're not necessarily biased as maybe if I put it in the Sprout Right community, that is. But still, you can head over to my own Facebook page and it's public so you can see what they had to say. Thanks for listening to the Eat This with Leanne podcast. Now more with Leanne Philipson. So yes, I would agree with the skeptics because studies prove that labeling a product natural 
or a superfood, well, it drives sales. And that's what food companies, of course, are looking for. It's business. They're trying to make money. They want you to buy what they're offering and not what somebody else is. But in the business of being healthy comes down to our choices, to our own responsibility. So let's talk about what I would term a superfood. Get rid of all the packaging, get rid of all the labels. And what are those foods that I focus on maxing out on? So to simplify it, I lumped a few into a couple of categories and looked a little bit more into some of the colors because I just think it's fun and not maybe hopefully so overwhelming. So first up, let's talk about some greens. Mm-hmm. Don't turn your nose up hearing that the nutritionist is going to tell you to go and eat your greens. <laughs> well, they've got their calcium. They've got folate, they've got magnesium, but actually in a far more absorbable form than what you're getting from dairy, which is, again, a marketing aspect of what dairy farmers and what dairy boards have put out for years and years. So there's been a lot of back and forth and a lot of experts saying one way or the other. So we get marketing coming at us and we get marketing that sticks for a really, really long time. So know that when you eat your greens, if you're someone that doesn't eat dairy, then you're doing you're doing great. So the list of greens, well, it's really broad. So we've got broccoli, spinach, arugula, watercress, which actually tops the list of all the greens, if you can believe it. Arugula, chard, collard, and of course, kale. Wait, you said milk and calcium was a marketing ploy? It's some people, yeah. A lot of the research that's done around milk being a good source of calcium says Uh uh-uh, no dice. Isn't that interesting? And I'm not saying that it doesn't, but these days, now, in order to absorb calcium, we need vitamin D. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. When you go and have skim milk or semi-skimmed or 2%, then you've lost a lot of the fat, which means that the D that's in it is not as, you can't absorb it as well because it needs a transportation system to get into your body. Therefore, the calcium that's in there, it's not absorbed as well. It also goes back to, yes, that was probably true when we didn't pasteurize our milk because a lot of the enzymes and a lot of what helps us to absorb from a more natural food. I'm not saying that milk isn't natural, but now it goes through a whole bunch more processes, which changes it. That's why my mom used to feed us whole milk, right? Three percent. Because now that's where it started. And we've slowly gone two percent, one percent skim uh, yep. you know, lactose free. I mean, the, the yep. list goes on and on and on. Like the, the, the milk department in a grocery store now is massive. Exactly. And you think, oh, yes, I'm going to go and have my yogurt 0% or like, you know, what is it? Two, 2% sour cream. Yeah. yeah listen, what is that? There are two things that I will not go to the store for, for my, my, my wife or my girls. And that is tampons and yogurt. And because there's too many choices, I stand there right. in front of them and just go, I don't know. <laughs> I'm crying in the feet position within minutes and there's this poor stock boy coming up going can i help you i'm like probably not no no could you you just dial my wife she's number one on the speed dial thank you seriously i'm gonna text my wife so too much done to a natural food Really? I think that's what it comes down to. Was the information accurate way back then? Yeah. Yes, I would absolutely agree. Is it still the same today? Mm -mm. Sorry. Put kale in your milk and that'll top it up. (laughs) (laughs) Kale smoothie. (laughs) I don't even put kale in my, I don't even put kale in my smoothies. Spinach I do because it doesn't taste. Okay. 
there you go. <laughs> All right. So along with some of those greens, there's also seaweed. There's sprouted greens from the seeds of sunflowers, broccoli, radishes, and even corn. Okay. Although that one's like yellow, so it's not exactly a green. <laughs> I find that I find if you're like, oh God, really lady? Like, do I have to eat another salad? Well, no, I actually find the best way to eat leafy greens is to wilt them. And that means put like a tablespoon or two of oil or even water into a frying pan and then just load it up with leaves. You can do spinach, you can do kale or baby kale, some chard, toss them really quick. And then they just like, you could take one of those huge uh, containers of spinach and you would end up with like half a bowl by the time the spinach is actually wilted. You could throw in some soy sauce, some sesame seeds or some sunflower seeds, throw an egg on top and hey, presto, that's the fastest and really, really healthy lunch to have. Kale chips, well, they had their heyday there for a little while and they actually keep getting cooked in my home because my youngest is avoiding eating potato chips, but still wants something a little crunchy. So kale chips, she keeps on making them. She's almost a pro at it. She puts on the nutritional yeast, which kind of takes like cheese but it actually sticks and you know there's a small part of me that felt pretty proud when she said mom we're out of kale <laughs> i need some more kale and i thought well it's not always for me eating it because it's not my favorite thing you got to do the right thing with kale kale needs to be massaged as soon as you put some oil a little bit of salt on your kale kale leaves and give it a really good squish it's a totally different vegetable come on humans I'm, need to be massaged not kale you got another thing a to massage now wait just you wait until i get onto beets and then we'll have a we'll continue all this right. bit of a conversation let's do it all right so something that you likely won't find to be able to stir fry is like spirulina, alfalfa grasses, cholera. Actually, no, that's the disease. Chlorella <laughs> is the right one. <laughs> I always trip up on that word. And there's barley grass, there's dandelions, there's nettles. Um, but those are also found, those are most often found in supplements. And actually, those are also in my Kid Boost and my Skin Boost because we don't just really go around finding and barley greens and dandelions and, and alfalfa. So that's more where you're going to find it from is in a supplement. My favorite, my other favorite way to make um, anything really with greens is to just throw it all into a food processor and whip it up and make it into a pesto and put in some pecorino cheese or some parmesan, maybe a few seeds, put a bit of garlic, olive oil, and that's it. You are ready to go. All right, up next are some berries. No surprise here, right? You got blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, raspberries, cranberries, and I'd lump cherries in here because I, when I think of what I put in my smoothie, then that's, I add in cherries too. Then there's also like the not so common ones. So think of mulberries. You can find those fresh dropping off a tree onto a sidewalk, or there's the dried uh, or even fresh golden berries. Golden berries, they're called ground cherries. They have that little lovely, those little lovely leaves around them. They're so good. And the golden berries that you can find are a little bit more like raisins when they're dried. And you can also find them when they're coated in dark chocolate. Mm. <laughs> lovely. Acai berries. And then we've got the goji berries and they both pack an absolute flavonoid punch. Now, those are one of the categories of those plant antioxidants and nutrients. Talk about nutrients per mouthful. Those berries are best known to help your heart health, to lower your blood pressure. And studies even show a slowing down of cognitive decline with those who eat berries multiple times a week. 
and you've maybe heard of cranberries for urinary tract infections, well, you do have to have the sour or the pucker up cranberry juice, not the sugary version that you just pick up in the supermarket to have this benefit. Can you believe the compounds in cranberry juice? They're more concentrated version of the actual berries. And what they do is they knock off the bacteria and the fungus within the urinary tract. So like I'd call that a superpower. I think uh, I know that they've been linked to prevention of skin, breast, prostate, lung, and colon cancers. Really incredible. Typically berries, well, they're not really difficult to get into your diet if you're a smoothie lover or if you're into making smoothie bowls. I like to top my salads with strawberries, uh, especially if I'm using a dressing with balsamic vinegar in it because they go really, really well together. Even a blueberry pie. Well, that could be called a superfood pie if it wasn't for all the sugar that was added. Sugar doesn't really fall into any superfood category, I'm afraid to say. I snack on dried mulberries sometimes when I happen to see them. And those golden berries, they sort of jazz up my trail mix that I make from time to time with almonds, sunflower and pumpkin seeds. In season is the best time to eat berries, but frozen, get them anytime, anywhere because they're really close second. All right, let's move on to beets. Yes, beets. They're in a class of their own. If you've heard any of my other segments and my other podcasts, yes, I talk about beets. And yes, there are red beets, there are golden beets, and then there's these candy cane stripy beets. And let's not forget the beet tops. Actually, I totally left them out of the green section. So let's have them as like a late entry into that category. The beauty about beets, well, it lies in the nitrates that make nitric oxide in the body. By the way, carrots have them too, but just not as much. And no, I'm not talking about the nitrites that you've heard of in hot dogs and in sliced meat. That's actually spelled with an I instead of an A if you're reading about them. Nitric oxide, it helps relax and dilate blood vessels, and that improves circulation. Circulation to your heart, circulation to your brain, and every part of your body. Improved circulation, well, that's needed not only for lowering your blood pressure, but also allow your blood flow faster to your muscles so they get more oxygen when you say you've been working out. And that gives you a leg up and a better endurance, which a lot of athletes really want. Now, I could also say that it improved your leg over, which in dudes is your sexual performance, Uh your stamina, your blood flow, and (laughs) erection. Great. 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 Yes, I have caught the attention of many men with this tidbit of information. (laughs) Just from your beats. One second, baby. Daddy's just got to go get some beats. <laughs> Throw on a little this Marvin Gaye, have another glass of wine, and daddy's going to have some beats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes foreplay to another level, doesn't it? Right? Oh, I just, right. just got to wash all the creepy off. That was really creepy. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I've spoken about this quite a few times on radio. And one time in particular, the text board just lit up with replies with excitement about beats and i'd swear they were on they were on every dude's fork that was listening that night i tell you all right so added to this excitement you know that sore shoulder that knee or that hip well that can affect any kind of performance on the field or in the bedroom beats can help to 
to reduce the intensity of the chronic inflammation because of a particular amino acid called betaine. So that checks off another box. Then there's the more vain aspect because beets help you to have really great looking skin. A particular antioxidant called betalins also helps your liver to detoxify all the chemicals and toxins that come at us every single day, and that leads to more glowing skin. And yes, there's beet juice powder in my Skin Boost supplement, also the Kid Boost, same product, different label. In case you think, oh, God, lady, I just I can't do beets. <laughs> and because <laughs> some people do. Lastly, beets, they help to thin your bile that comes from your liver, allowing it to flow more freely into your intestines. And why do you care about that? Because that gassy, that bloated, that really full feeling that you have after a meal, that can be because you don't have enough bile. That's what breaks down your fats. Don't beets sound like they're a bit of a workhorse for your body? Yeah, I think it's got some superfood status going on there. Do you think ah, they taste like dirt when I have them. So I don't really want to eat them, but okay, you've got my interest peaked. Try grating them onto your salad. Just take it, give it a wash, peel it if you want, grate it, add it on top of, on top of any kind of salad or just on the side of your plate. Or you can make my beet and carrot slaw with ginger and sesame dressing. That's in my book, Sprout Right Family Food. Cut them up into like a fry shaped snack, stick them on some sort of veggie platter, um, but they have, still have to be raw. But you can also steam them. You can roast them in some foil with some olive oil and some garlic and some herbs, or just roast them with a whole bunch of other veggies like carrots, maybe some sweet potato. You can buy them already cooked, uh, but not pickled if that's not to your taste. Or yeah, sure, go and get them pickled just like grandma used to feed you. Well, actually, it was my aunt that used to always serve them. And I thought they were pretty weird and made my, made my whole plate red. And while, yes, you get a full hit of beet flavor, you can juice them. Now, actually, this is really interesting because so many studies have showed that when athletes drink beet juice, you can have apple in there, celery, ginger, well, like whatever else you want, but it really, really helps their performance. Now back to the bedroom. If your athletics are really more focused in the bedroom, then as Chris said before, why don't you say, hey, honey, I think I've got something to spice up our foreplay here and it's some beet juice. <laughs> now worth a mention is that pink pee that can happen for some people. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. We, we just went from like, uh, you know, sexual healing to pink pee. I know. I didn't even take the, a breath, did I? Mood, man. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go back to your candlelight. Go back to your wine glass with your beet juice. There you go. All right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Enough of a pause. Can I talk about pink all pea right, now? All right. Yeah. So if you find that when you eat these beets, that all of a sudden you're like, what? What happened? Well, basically, in a nutshell, if you've got pink pea, it means that you may not have enough HCl or hydrochloric acid, which is one of the enzymes in your stomach. But for more on that, head back to episode 38 when I talked about deficiencies and all your gut issues. This is Eat This with Leanne. Are you still with me? 
I realized that I said three categories of foods off the top, and I feel like I've probably just talked about like a million, right? So should we end here? Mm, nah, let's just do one more. I realize, I realize as I pray, Chris is laughing because I just can't stop, right? He always says that. So he just got so much to share, which is so true. And But you know what? As I prep for all these episodes, the research that I do to get really specific, it's almost like I'm writing chapters of a new book. Please know that I do my best to keep this short. But yeah, I kind of get a bit excited and just want to keep on sharing. The last one. Are you ready? Yep. Seeds. Oh. I know. A bit deflating. Not nearly as exciting as beets. (laughs) Well, no, exactly. See, like there is only one. There might only be one food for that one. I got to say. You have yourself a a glass of wine, baby. Daddy's going to go have some seeds. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. Doesn't quite have the same ring to it at all, but nice one. All right. So seeds. Yes, they're small but mighty. The little sesame, the little sunflower, pumpkin, hemp, chia, flax, grape seeds, and yes, pomegranates. They can be called a seed too. Like, seriously, talk about a powerhouse of nutrients. They're full of fats, really good ones, and lots of fiber. All of them have got tons of fiber, which is probably the biggest focus for, say, like a flax seed. One of the seeds worth focusing on, which I could probably, again, do a whole episode on, are the little chia seeds. Yeah, the same ones that made those furry chia pets or chia sprouts, which I mentioned back in the green section. They have two and a half times more protein than your average bean. They're three times stronger in antioxidants than blueberries, three times more iron than spinach, six times more calcium than milk, seven times more vitamin C than oranges, eight times more omega-3, that great essential fatty acid that you find in salmon, 10 times more dietary fiber than rice, and 15 times more magnesium than broccoli. So can you scrap everything else that I've just said and just focus on chia seeds? (laughs) Well, you probably could, but it would be a little bit on the boring side. All right. So let's move to to the pomegranate seeds because you don't really think that that's a seed. But these little babies, they prevent clogging of the vessels. So all to do with your heart where you think, yeah, I want the blood flowing through there. I don't want any cholesterol. I don't want any fat sitting there. The antioxidants that are in those pomegranates, they are so powerful for, in particular, cancer and heart disease because of this. Pomegranate juice, yes, without the fiber, while it's got some beneficial tannins in it. And that actually has more antioxidants than green tea or even red wine. Top line about a few of the other seeds are hemp seeds. No, they don't contain THC, but they do have a whole lot of protein. Flax, well, that's known to keep you way fuller for much longer and can reduce your cholesterol. And did you know that also you can use flax seeds and ground flax seed as an egg replacement? And sesame seeds, they're up there with the whole calcium situation. They do actually have more calcium than milk. Seeds can go on top of anything. So you can make chia pudding. There's a recipe in my book. You can add tahini, which is a sesame seed paste, to any of your salad dressings and throw that on to anything you want. Put them in your smoothie. Hemp seeds work pretty much on top of anything. Pumpkin seed butter. If you haven't tried it, it's a rock star. Just with an apple, a banana right off the spoon, or with a chocolate chaser. It's really, really good with chocolate. So take that peanut butter. All right. So there you have it. When you Google superfoods or lists of like 
53 I saw on one link just to get a little bit of inspiration. Well, that's more than like a shopping list. So I just scrolled on by. But the superfoods that I talked about here are more than a carrot in a cape. They're foods that I think everyone can include in their diet and foods that are also affordable and can really be eaten pretty much every day. And that's where good health comes from. What we choose to eat every single day. And Chris has got his hand up in my Ms. Zoom screen. Miss Phillipson, um, where, 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 what category is corn syrup? Uh, nothing that I'm going to talk about <laughs> on the superfood su- super uh, episode. Why is that, Chris? Because it's affordable and I eat it almost every day and I can eat it with just about everything. So I would consider mm. that a superfood in my book. It's not, it, mm. it, it doesn't have any polyphenols or no antioxidants. No, no, or, uh, no, no resveratrol in there. No, not even no, like, no. no, not at all. Dang yeah. It. We got to talk, we got to talk it. about your, your liver. So more beets, <laughs> my friend, more beets. <laughs> with corn syrup. Beets with no. corn syrup. Oh. Definitely no corn syrup. Dang it. So just taking a swift right turn away from the corn syrup. Thank you, Chris. I I hope what I've given you here pushes you towards finding some new normals. Some fun ways to include those superhero foods that pack that extra nutrient punch and are super fiber rich and low in calories so that you can eat almost as much as you like. So worth a mention is that while I was putting together my Take This supplement line, I thought about a protein powder because, you know, everybody has a difficult time finding one that they really, really like. But instead, I went down the superfood powder route. Even me, who does typically eat fairly well, I have my off days and my off meals just like everyone else, I can't get it all in every single day. And I don't want to go a day without getting all that nutrition in. So I keep my body fueled in the best way that I can. And truthfully, I have my kid boost or skin boost every single day without fail. I actually crave it now, which is kind of weird, but I don't have a problem with the taste because it doesn't taste bad, but it just gives me a lift in some way and gives me more energy than I had before. Is something like that, is that right for you? Well, you know what, let's see. Over on spurtright.com, you'll find all my supplements, but what I've heard lately is that people are like, oh God, they all sound great, but I don't know where to start. I don't wanna do all of them. So to solve that, I've included just a sidebar at the side of all the supplements where you can book a 15 minute call with me to figure out where to start and with what supplement. You'll be directed to a really quick form where you can tell me in about three minutes what's going on for you, and then you choose a time that suits you. Um, I know that sometimes you think, oh God, she's doing this podcast. She's on radio. She must be so busy. So, you know, I don't want to reach out to her through social media and not get a reply, which I do actually reply through, you know, you can always find me on SproutWrite or Leanne Phillipson on all the channels out there. You can always email me and you can book a consultation. If that's not the direction that you want to go in, you just want to have a quick chat. Well, let's do it. Not all supplements are made the same. And if you're not picking it off the shelf and having a look at it, reading the label, then sometimes confusion can completely take over. Superfoods, did you learn a thing or two? Do you know someone who could benefit? Please pass this on. One of my very lovely and loyal clients, Valerie, she always tells me how she shares all the episodes that she listens to with her friends because she knows that there could be something that I say that could change their life. 
and we've been working together for a little while. So what she's experienced in her health of positive changes that she has, she just wants the same for her friends. So head on over to leannephillipson.com for the show notes and all the links that I mentioned here. And always, I'd love if you could just eat one mouthful at a time.